Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Well, Mr. Trudeau is uh, traveling around the world, and uh, as I'm watching, and I'm watching the money being handed out, I thought, this is some image uh, building that's taking place here, and it may not be entirely unrelated. This schedule's interesting. Unrelated to the uh, final week of testimony at the Emergencies Act invoking inquiry in Ottawa. Mr. Trudeau is going to have to testify, as will several ministers from his cabinet. Kara Zweibel is the director of the Fundamental Freedoms Program at the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. She's back with us on the program. Kara, thank you very much for, for taking the time. And I just want to read the first sentence from a news release from the CCLA on Friday. This week, we've heard from federal officials, but none have been able to back up the claim there was a national emergency as defined by the Emergencies Act. Let me go on a little bit. We have argued from the very beginning there was no national emergency within the meaning of the law. Please explain. So, I mean, the Emergencies Act defines a a public order emergency in a very specific way, and it it does so with reference to Section 2 of the Thesis Act, um, which defines threat to the security of Canada. Um, and and it, that includes things like foreign interference and sabotage and espionage. Um, but it, it, you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't encompass sort of a, a widespread protest movement that police are struggling to, you know, address and contain. And, and so, you know, our, our view is that the act was used inappropriately in this case. And, and so far, none of the evidence that we've seen at the commission has really has really done anything to change that. Mm-hmm. There's also this sentence. The government's position seems to be that it was entitled to do so, in other words, invoke the Emergencies Act, that it was entitled to do so. This is profoundly disturbing, and you're absolutely correct. If a government, if it's decided that the government used the or invoked the Emergencies Act because it was entitled, felt entitled, then that just absolutely compromises what essentially is the nuclear option for any government. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's, you know, there's, there's, I think what we've been discussing over the course of the last few weeks at the commission is that um, emergency legislation is extraordinary, and particularly that the powers that the federal government has under the public order emergency provisions of the Emergencies Act are extraordinary powers. I mean, you know, people had their assets frozen with no notice, with no due process. Um, There were large areas that were sort of no protest zones. The act, uh, the orders extended across the country, despite the fact that most of the the, the sort of concerning things that were happening were were localized to a few areas. So, so, you know, we, we do have concerns about about how this was used and about the government's approach. I think um, one of the really good things about the act is that it does require all of these different accountability mechanisms, including this commission of inquiry. Um, and so we really are getting a lot of insight into, into, you know, what went into this decision. And we'll get more this week as we hear from members of cabinet. Yeah, you also have concern about witnesses uh, testifying, admitting that the government didn't feel bound by the language of the Emergencies Act. Yeah, there's, it's, it's hard to know. I mean, there's, a, there, you know, 
there isn't one witness, obviously, who who completely um, represents the, the government. I guess if there's anyone, it would be the prime minister. But um, there's different sort of accounts and approaches from the different witnesses that we've heard in the federal public service about you know, what they were entitled to consider and uh, and how they interpreted the law. And um, it, it sort of leaves you with the impression that, um, you know, I don't know, perhaps ultimately that the government decided that regardless of whether what was going on met the legal definition, they felt they had to do something and this is what they did. Um, you know, obviously there are all sorts of problems with that, but you know, from the various piecing together the different pieces from different witnesses, that that's sort of the impression, you know, that I have um, mm-hmm. is is that ultimately they felt they needed to do something, they wanted to do something. This seemed like the tool that they had, and uh, and they used it. And um, and you know, I, I do I do think that um, to their credit, they used it for a very short period of time. They did revoke it relatively quickly, um, but you know. During those few days that the orders were in place, there were the federal government had extraordinary power, and they um, and they delegated to law enforcement and to financial institutions extraordinary power. Yeah. Um, do you have any sense that any testimony by the prime minister or by members of his cabinet might change your view? I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't. I don't yet have a good sense of what um, what we can expect those witnesses to say. I think, um, you know, I can't imagine that there's a lot of information that the government had that we haven't already heard about. Um, I would be surprised if we all of a sudden heard that there was some new piece of intelligence or. Um, you know, information that the government had that uh, that we've yet to to hear about that sort of prompted them to do this. And and I mean, they did. You know, part of the act is that they have to put a, a justification before Parliament for its consideration. And so we we know what that looks like. And um, you know, a big chunk of what that looks like has to do with economic concerns, economic harm. Mm-hmm. And um, again, you know. The, in our view, that those things are not things that are covered by the existing statute. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.